Hello, and welcome to episode six of Cast Reflect. I am one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me today is Derek. Hello. And Ryan. What's going on, gentlemen? Not much. Wanted to uh, update everybody on the games we've been playing recently. Um, start us out this week would be Ryan. What you got, buddy? Yeah, you throw me up on the spot, you jerk. <laughs> I thought you were first. Oh, okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing Final Fantasy IV. Um, for those of you, of you that are not aware, uh, we've been playing a Final Fantasy marathon, which I think I talked about that a little bit when we discussed Final Fantasy III the, lo- the one time. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, but after having completed that, it was like, all right, it's time to just jump right into four. Let's see what happens. So I've gotten a bit a ways into the game. Um, I'm t- I took a slight break for another game, which I'll talk about here in a bit. But so far, so good. The story's interesting. It's pulling me in. Cecil's an interesting main character because I feel like he started the trend of like emo bad boys that have insinuated or continued throughout like what seven eight i guess not really nine kind of ten twelve no he's more uppity yeah but he kind of started the like emo like cool main character trend i feel like which is interesting to see um, this is the first game that actually uses save points in the middle of a dungeon, like an actual dedicated save space. So it's just, I mean, it's still interesting to like see the history of Final Fantasy and where that's been like coming from. So like, and you know, a lot of people talk about how like amazing the story is for four. And I mean, so far it's been like, holy shit, what the fuck? And then you go to another like town or city and then it's just like, holy shit, what the fuck? And it feels like it's been a lot of those types of moments, whereas like one through three didn't really have necessarily as many of those. So, yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good experience so far. They definitely do. I'm, yeah, I'm also playing. Um, I also took a break, but uh, they definitely put you know put you into that world and make you feel like uh, things are not going well at all. it's like like you said every town you go to it's like geez like can anything go right and it's like you i'm still wondering when things are going to turn around because of course you're the hero and going to save the day i'm sure but you're just wondering when when i feel like that's kind of the point too right where it's like you can only lose for so long right yeah and then you know maybe by the end of the story like it's game over everyone actually dies but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel yeah. like at some at some point it's definitely gonna it's definitely gonna turn around it's gonna be it's gonna feel like really like satisfying to see because i mean sure. like sure. spoilers here but like you come to a town and you accidentally burn it to the ground <laughs> accidentally <laughs> is probably kind of a loose term but uh then like you find out you killed this girl's mom and you're just like what the hell, man? Like, this is so fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. and anybody thinks that's spoilers, that's really early in the game, so it's not really much of a spoiler. 
Plus, it's, it's like maybe an hour in. Yeah. Plus, this game came out, I don't know how long ago. Very well past long the seven. <laughs> well past the seven year mark. But, it's been 17. Kidding. <laughs> but yeah, like when we first started this uh, marathon, I was like, when we, when we first mentioned it, I thought it was kind of like a joke. I'm like, there's no way I can play through all of these games. And then the more we talked about it, I was like, oh, wow, this is actually going to happen. And I was <laughs> like, at what point am, am I going to get tired of these games? And, you know, half, well, probably not halfway, but let's say an estimate, a fourth of a way through this game, I'm still loving this series. Yeah, I've loved I every think... game so far. I definitely think it helps that we haven't, like, marathoned it in the sense that, like, you need to just dedicate all your time to playing this game and then get this done and then play the next game, get this done, play the next game, get it done. Because if it would have been kind of, like, chore-ish like that, I think, yeah, it probably would have gotten, like, really, really boring after a little bit. But I think right. having space and then being able to come back to it, like, it still gives, still allows me to feel that appreciation for how the series is changing because again seeing that build up of here's how they started and then here's how they continued it and then here's how they continued it and just seeing the shift the slight shifts that square enix has been taking which with each title it's i don't know it's just really interesting to see and it keeps me wanting to come back for more for sure so i know you say you took a break when do you think you're gonna get back to it um honestly i mean it's September now. I, I part of me wants to like try and dedicate maybe like an hour a night or some some like amount like that and try and get through it before my exam, but with my exam upcoming, I might just dedicate time to just one game which might be more focused on Destiny for a bit now that we're all playing that together, which mm -hmm. is the other game I'm going to talk about by the way. But uh so I think I'll probably Af maybe after the exam if i'm not already done with four i'll try and really pick up the hours on that but for right now probably gonna be pretty lax yeah so i mean um like i said before this was one of the games on my list as well so i i don't know what i was thinking um since the last time we <laughs> recorded one of these but like i started up a bunch of different games and like barely got into a few of them and um i don't know i just i got kind of lost off final fantasy and i need to get back to it but now that i see that not everybody is rushing through it um i'm not as concerned so i'll just you know take a a slower pace with it it's a marathon so. not a sprint so how true, are you guys true, true. liking the game compared to the first three? So far, I'd probably put it on the top spot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, from a quick, like, uh, kind of open... I, I don't know. I feel I feel like this is the first of the games that it's really kind of, like, piqued my interest from a story perspective pretty early on. Um, and that definitely gives it bonus points. But the other thing I find interesting is that this is the first game that seems to, like deviate from the traditional jobs that you see early game because i mean like while two was open-ended in the sense that like you could level up your character's stats in any which way imaginable it's still kind of i don't want to say forces you but you still kind of feel that like inherent push 
for the types of roles you would expect those characters to see from like Final Fantasy 1. But this game, like you start off, you get a Dragoon and a uh, Dark Knight in your team right off the bat, which is not something you'd seen in any of the previous games. And then you get a Summoner on your team. So it's just like the 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 party makeup is a lot different than what you would expect it to be, which keeps you on your toes. So I think there's just kind of a lot of things that are working for it that make it a significantly better game already, in my opinion, uh, than any of the first three games. Well, that's good. I would hope that they get better as it goes. I feel like eventually that won't be true anymore, but it's nice that it's happening now. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, I still have to say three is at the top of my list at the moment, um, and it's just because I haven't put enough hours into this one to actually get a, a party that I enjoy and like and can actually play with. Um, I'm still. I feel like I'm still in tutorial mode and still learning how the game operates. Right. Um, even well, though I'm having. How about a good you just? Time. Have- how about you just have better opinions, Mike? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I'm sure it will change, but at the moment, I cannot put it at the top. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. to hear the debates after you guys play all of them. I My know. only problem with that is <laughs> it's is that taking us so long. I'm going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was in uh, Final Fantasy V? I've to replay one, two, three, four. I have to replay them again to remember. But no, I'm going to try to take notes and try to, you know, write down things that um, stick out to me for each game. So that way, once we do finish, I could have a uh, a solid opinion on which I one think, I like the most. I think it would help a lot if we had a structured approach to reviewing the games. So that way you have a basis to compare on rather True. than just basing it on like, I just happen to like this game better. But like <laughs> actually having like a kind of kind of a quote-unquote objective list of things to like compare to with each game i think it would make it a lot easier especially if you list off like the pros and cons on each portion so like uh like what was the um open-endedness of the like job system or something like that right like something that you can tangibly like talk about and be able to compare between games that way like when we go and we're at the end of it all and we're like looking at it from a quote-unquote objective standpoint we might actually be able to have a more solid opinion (laughs) rather than you was my nostalgic goggles yeah yeah no i like that idea i'm curious to see who's all gonna you know stick with it and make it to the end um it seems like we've we've lost a few participants already so, shh, don't say that. <laughs> I didn't. I only. I was only there for one game. I was like, I don't want to play Final Fantasy two. <laughs> you oh so yeah, you did finish the first one, right? I only played the first one, and I was like, I don't want to play the second one. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. fair. I I don't blame anyone who wants to. I didn't out. even care. I personally didn't care for the first one a ton. I do think it's a good game, but it's an old game, and it feel it felt old to me. And I didn't feel like I really wanted to continue. And, and most even... of the... huh? Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say most of the time I was I just felt like I was playing it out of obligation because I wanted to play it. 
I was gonna say you didn't even play the NES version either. So like, yeah, you played a so played quote unquote newer version yeah. of a really old game with a really old system. <laughs> yeah, and I was just not feeling it that much personally. And I was excited for the Final Fantasy marathon, but if I'm being honest, I was more excited to play games like Six because I've heard a lot of really good things about Six, and to play Twelve because I hadn't played Twelve at all really at that point, other than just the very beginning and even now i have played 12 more but i haven't finished it um but those are so far off i i was just like you know what if i want to play these games i should just play them i shouldn't wait for this yeah. marathon to get there <laughs> so i mean you can yeah. always jump into the discussion if you've you know played them recently and you remember them That'd yeah be cool yeah that sounds good so but yeah there will be plenty of more uh final fantasy talk to come um uh, once we continue the journey. Uh, but what have you been playing, Derek? So I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Uh, I've been playing a lot of it. I never played it on PS4, so this is my first time with the game ever. And um, as Ryan and Mike know, and as the audience may know, if they've listened to the other episodes... Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of open world games. I don't dislike them, and some of them I, I, I do really like, but I, I get very tired of the structure very quickly. Um, so I wasn't expecting to love Ghost of Tsushima, but so far I, I do actually really like Ghost of Tsushima a lot. I think the combat system is really well designed and really fun to participate in. I'm very interested in the story so far. Um, my only complaint really is that there's just so much in the world and uh normally with open world games i'm able to just like beeline the main story and i can do that in this game too but for some reason and i don't know why uh it's so hard for me to do that with this game (laughs) i'm like no i have to do this side quest i i have to I have to go to this fox den. I found it. I have to do it. I found the shrine. I have to do it. And I, I don't know why I, I feel that obligation to do every single thing I come across. It's almost like I feel like I'm missing out on it if I don't do it. Because the parts of the game I like, I really like. And the stories I like, I really like. But honestly, a lot of the side quests, they haven't been as interesting as the Tales quests. Like the specific character quests. Or the um, main story quest, because the side quests are just like, oh no, we're in trouble. Kill these guys. And you kill the guys, and they're like, hey, thanks. And that's pretty much every side quest so far, besides the actual main story quest and the Tales quests. So, How, uh, how far have you made it in the uh, story mode? Uh, I'm still in Act 2, okay. and uh, I have done two out of the three or four main story quests that are on my... Uh, that I have available to me right now, and I just keep getting distracted by uh, side content. And I did decide I wasn't going to do any more side missions, and I've kept up with that. But even without doing side missions, I still have so much to do because I still want to do the Tales missions. But there are so many of them. <laughs> like, those are the character missions. It'll, yeah, um, yeah and um, part of me is like, maybe I should hold off on those too because I'm afraid... At this point, even though I love the game, I am starting to feel a little bit burnt out on it. Um, and I've been yeah. playing it a bit less. 
And so I feel like I should just beeline the main story. But those character missions feel so important. They feel like they're part of the main story. So I'm not sure if I should skip those to try to finish the main story before I'm burnt out. Or if I should um, keep doing the Tales missions and just take a longer time to beat the game at this slower pace. Um, because, yeah, while I do love the game, like I, I already have like 40-something hours into it. And I'm still on Act 2. So <laughs> I've played it a lot. Um, but that does include my time with the multiplayer mode. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, so, uh, do you find any sort of attachment to the the characters in that story, or are you just um, kind of enjoying Jin Jin's story? If I'm being honest, it's mostly just uh, Jin that I like a lot. Um, I do like uh, Yuna. I believe her name's Yuna. Isn't that Yuna, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do like Yuna a lot, um, but because I have so much side content in between the time I get to like interact with characters like Yuna. I actually kind of forget some things about them or what they were up to because mm -hmm. there's just all these hours of content in between me seeing their parts. Gotcha. Um, and so it's mostly Jin. Um, and I, I, I do really like the whole uh, idea behind the like samurai, like losing his honor. And I've, I've totally invested into that by just being a sneaky assassin guy all the time. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you dishonor your family. Yep. I'm excited for you to play more, and then we can revisit that conversation. Um, yeah. So I actually have some questions for you about that. You know what? Never mind. I was going to say something, but it would be spoiler for Act 1. I won't say it. Never mind. Yeah. We'll do a different spoiler episode. I will not spoil anything. Yeah. It just, you know, they just had the director's cut, and I'm sure people will be interested in getting into it. So, yeah. We, we yeah. can wait a little bit on that. But uh, what do you think of Legends mode? We did play a little of that together. Legends mode, I love, and also parts of it I don't love. So, the story missions, I really loved. Playing them alone in bronze was very fun. And now, bronze there's three difficulty tiers for the story missions there's bronze silver and gold mm -hmm. and um just for people who don't know and uh, so i did the story in the co-op mode solo on bronze and it was pretty difficult at times but it was very fun and it reminded me a lot of like the old series tenchu it felt a lot like it um and i loved it it in order to beat that alone you kind of have to be sneaky i feel like or you just have to be very good at the game um Especially if you're doing it when you're at the level, because uh, the Legends mode has gear level, and so I was at the gear level of bronze. Now I'm sure if I went back there now, where I'm at like gold gear level, I could easily solo it without being sneaky. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I did love that. Um, and then playing some of the story missions with you, Mike, I really love that too. Um, doing it on co-op is very fun. And now I've also done some of the story missions online on gold difficulty with random people uh, mm. just through matchmaking and that's been extremely fun also having to try to cooperate and i like the way the difficulty changes between bronze silver and gold um not only do they add new enemies but they also add in the new mechanics like there's mechanics you learn in the story mode like later in the co-op story mode there'll be like enemies you can't harm unless you do certain things or infuse your weapons with certain elements or you can't effectively harm them and that kind of stuff isn't present early in the story mode on bronze but it is present early in the story mode on gold and i do like that now 
something I like less is the survival mode. I don't dislike the survival mode. It's fun, but it's repetitive. It's very repetitive and it's long. It takes like 30 minutes to finish the survival mode. And it's just waves of enemies. And there feels like there's a lot less strategizing than there is in the story missions. And it feels like there's a lot less active cooperation than there is in the story missions. And because it just goes on for so long, it feels like such a commitment to even start a match of the survival mode. Um, and so I, I got kind of worn out on the survival mode kind of quickly. It was a lot more fun when I was playing it with you, Mike. But yeah. I started playing survival mode alone after that. And I got pretty tired of it. Um, which is why I moved on to just going back to doing the story mode on uh, a harder difficulty so yeah, and that was why yeah. I, I don't know if you guys remember when we talked about ghost in the previous episodes i i sounded kind of um down on the fact that there wasn't more content and that was kind of why um that survival definitely gets to be repetitive and before this update you actually had to go through 25 waves and i think they decreased it to 15 it 20? Yeah. Is it, oh it's, it's only 15 now yeah, yeah, just but imagine still going to 25. Yeah. <laughs> still at 15, it takes like 30 minutes or more to complete a mission. So at 25, I'm sure it took like an hour. Or yeah, close, it's, it's to close to it. like Yeah, it's close to like 50 minutes. Um, yeah. So uh, that's 40-something like if you're really good. Yeah, and um, I also don't like the fact that they use gear score and everything. I think it's unnecessary. I think it'd be much more interesting if they just made the game difficult through mechanics and um, smarter enemies. I, mm -hmm. I don't think that, that this needs to be the type of game where uh, difficulty is just stat increases and HP increases. I don't think that's very interesting, personally. But I still am playing it because, like I said, the story mode missions are interesting, they're fun, they're well-designed, and also the raids I've heard good things about, and I really want to participate in them. And so I do plan on keep on to keep playing the Legends mode. Do you think and it's because, like gear systems and games just seems to be like a way more popular thing in multiplayer games recently because i mean like think of how like gear systems work in like uh mmos or in destiny or i mean even that avengers game uses it like i feel like yeah. having the the gear system of leveling up your gear slash even like there I personally get a little bit of satisfaction out of getting a bunch of purple gear because it's mm -hmm. legendary. And it's like, okay, sick. I got like a really good loadout now. Me too. Um, so yeah. I just wonder if that's kind of the main reason why that drove them into doing it rather than it being necessarily like a necessary feature. Absolutely. And I do think that is why. Um, I, the reason I think that gear systems in so many games because it works. Like, it's just simple. It's like a super easy, and I want to say lazy, but I know I might get some hate for that, but I do think it's a super easy and a little bit lazy of a way to give your game a progression that feels satisfying. Like seeing your number, seeing a, a very a number that just equals power and seeing that goes up, it's such an easy way to give your players progression, and it's such an easy way to understand progression on the, on the player's end. Um, and like you said, I, I feel it too. Like when I get full purple, same in Ghost Tsushima. They have colors, uh, they have rarities for the items that drop. If, when I get purples in Ghost of Tsushima Legends mode, I feel good. It feels real good. <laughs> like I can't help it. It just triggers that part of my brain that's like, yes. Oh, that good dopamine, stuff. man. Yeah. This is yeah, so, so dope. 
I do understand why they do it, and it works on me. I mean, I play plenty of games that have gear scores, yeah, but I, even though it works on me, um, and that's why I can't completely hate on it, um, and I'm not trying to completely hate on it, I, I still think I would prefer um, if if they would have gone a different route just for this game specifically. Yeah. Um, it, it does become sort of a different sort of... Uh... A system once you reach the cap because now you're looking for you know your best loadout um you know your best perks um i forget the name of all the different abilities that you can have but um like you can re-roll and do things yeah. like that until you find your 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 perfect i don't want to say perfect build but your your uh your build that you feel most comfortable with i guess right right so yeah. No, overall I think it's a very fun mode. I think it's a very good mode. Um and I'm excited to try out the raids. Uh and I'm excited if they ever add more story content. It's really just the survival mode that I'm not super fond of, but it's not it's not all bad. It's just not my favorite. Um but there is the new PvP PvEVP actually. Uh mode that's coming out tomorrow called Rivals and Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and I watched a video on it earlier today, and it looks like it's like Gambit mode from Destiny, but in Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> I think, I uh, if I'm not mistaken, your upgrade path, if you have this on PS4, is is it $10 to get um, the PS5 version? It's going to call it, Well, the PS5 version is only the Director's Cut version, so mm-hmm. there's no option to like upgrade the game um, without the the island dlc yeah and so if you are trying to upgrade from ps4 to ps5 you have to pay the full 30 oh, okay. um, but like 10 the way the way they got to the number 30 is like 20 dollars for the dlc and 10 dollars for the upgrade but even though like that's how it is if you price it out you still only have the option of paying the full 30 dollars to do the upgrade gotcha okay i was confused about that that makes sense now at least um, I'm I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And then there's also an option to buy the Legends mode standalone. I do know that. That, that, that comes out tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. For $20. Right. But I, I think we'll revisit this game. Um, I'm sure I will purchase that and then, you know, play the new the new island and uh, try the Rivals mode. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll probably talk about it again after I finish it. And definitely want to try the raids as well. So, yeah. But overall, really enjoying Ghost of Tsushima. It's uh, kind of blew my expectations out of the water. I have just the the only problem I have is just too much content, too much stuff <laughs> to do, and it's it's fun. Like even the easy side missions that are all the same, like beat up these guys. I'm fine with it for the most part because I like beating up guys in Ghost of Tsushima. It's really fun to beat up guys in that game. So yeah, that's mean. Oh, it's more fun than getting beaten up, which also happens a lot to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that is Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I guess it's on to me now. Uh, I spent a majority of my time since the last time we talked about what we've been playing is is uh, playing AI, the Somnium Files. Um, I think I've probably put like fifty hours into this game now. Nice. Uh, yeah, I play quite a bit. 
maybe not that much. I may be exaggerating a tiny bit, but it's uh, made by Spike Chunsoft, um, who made the Danganronpa games and the Zero Escape series. So it's it's more like the Zero Escape games. Um, you're basically it's still playing... very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very different, and I'm glad they tried something different. Um, but the basis of it being kind of like an, a mystery adventure um, is is kind of the same. Um, so you play as an agent, and he works. Uh, he works for this group called Abyss, and they're like a brain investigation squad. And so you, the very first. Um, murder you find is at like this park and you don't really know exactly what's going on and then you come to find out that all these crimes and stuff that uh, are occurring that you're investigating they're all kind of tied to the main character and uh, I'm not going to spoil it that's as much as I'm going to say about the story as far as that goes but it's really weird because you're, you're doing these investigations, and when you find a suspect or even a witness, sometimes the witnesses aren't cooperative. So you go into a sync mode, and you go into, like, a dream world, and you have to do these puzzles. And once you complete the puzzles and unlock, like, their memories and things like that, you get to see, um, you know, what they witnessed or what they're hiding and that that's pretty much most of the gameplay in the game is when you're in sync mode but you still have like a lot of investigations you do outside of that outside of that you're playing as the agent like i said um agent date and uh i don't know if you saw this derek but this game is really weird for it to be such a uh, a serious subject in investigating oh, murders and things like that they have some of the most random conversations and some yeah. of them are like really <laughs> like really kind of perverted as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and so sorry like, to anybody who doesn't like this, but if you don't like this, don't play AI the song. Game, but like <laughs> pretty early on in the game, there's like this receptionist. Um, oh, yeah. And you're able to comment like on her chest. And you're able to do it over and over again. And every time you do it, the main character says something different about it and, like, hits on her in a different way. And it just escalates like crazy. Now, granted, that's completely optional. But, yeah, that's the kind of humor this game sometimes stoops down to. So we'll yeah. give that warning to people who don't like that. But overall, I still think it's a good game. Yeah, I like no, this I... idea that you said his name was Drake. Is that what you said the main character's name was? Date. Dante, right? Dante, um, Dante. I, I like this idea that he could go into his uh, investigation when he's like asking someone questions and be like, "Just cut the shit. I can go into this sync mode dream world and figure out whatever the <laughs> whatever the hell that you're lying to me about, anyways. So like, just make it easier on the both of us. Like, my." My player has had enough time trying to figure out these puzzles. He takes like two hours on this shit. He's so goddamn slow. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And so, then the character's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I skipped one of the important parts of this game is uh, he has a, his, I believe it's his left eye. Um, I might be wrong, but his left eye is is like this artificial intelligence called Iba. And like, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like he can he can uh, talk to Iba, and Iba can like tell when someone's lying. She can, she'll look at their like body temperature, mm-hmm. and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah," or she'll be like, "Yeah, this person's lying," and they'll do mm-hmm. exactly what you just said, Ryan. He'll be like, "Okay, let's let's sync up." You know, I'm tired of <laughs> questioning you. I'm gonna go into your mind and figure out exactly what happened. Oh, he tells them straight up he's going <laughs> to... Well, it's mostly like his boss. His boss will be like, okay, you can sync with this person. <laughs> <laughs> he talks back like, no, how about you sync with this person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the person he works for, the boss, uh, I don't think I don't think she's actually a sinker. So I don't think she can actually do it. Because there's like Wait. a chosen few that are allowed to sync. Her name is The Boss? Getting some Metal Gear vibes here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, throughout the story, he just calls her boss. It's just boss. And, uh, yeah, I won't say any more than that. But, yeah, these sync modes, it's cool because you go in and there's a timer, right? You have six minutes each time you sync with someone. Um, that's like the limit. Um, you're not allowed to sync any longer than that. And um, as you're performing actions in uh, in the dream world, like whenever you move, the timer goes. And whenever you select an action, it'll tell you like this is going to take like 10 seconds or 60 seconds and things like that. So you got to kind of balance which choices you make. And um, but you also get the ability to use um, perks. They'll give you like. um Oh, what are some of the perks? You can decrease the time of some of the syncs. Like, it'll say, okay, you could make any sync last 10 seconds. Or you can decrease it by a third or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but, but I that's just thought about one. it. Mm-hmm. What if, like, the way the game was structured, you had, so you have this sync ability, right? You have this ability to sync into someone's mind, solve puzzles, whatever. And you have to figure it out um, to get into their mind, figure out whatever it is that's the truth. What if, like, the way the game was structured was that you get, when you start the game, you get X amount of time, right? So, like, be that, like, I don't know, like, 20 hours or something like that. Like, some, some, some number that this represents the amount of time you actually have to use the sink for the entire <laughs> so <laughs> like to solve you, the whole case yeah like if you if you use a bunch of time like early game to solve any of the sink puzzle that you're going to get to late game and have almost no time at all <laughs> <laughs> oh. On, like, easier difficulties, you have a lot more leeway, so they give you a fuck ton more time. But if you're playing on, like, the hardest difficulty, like, you need to know exactly what you need to do. Otherwise, you're just restarting the game. 
Oh, I would hate that. That would, that would be so difficult. Like, I don't so, know how far so you much got. cruelty. <laughs> I'm not sure how far you got, Derek. That's too but, stressful. Um, one of the things I did notice is, like, with some of the puzzles, you can't, like, always deduce what the right answer should be. Like, That's sometimes my biggest it's luck. issue. Yeah. yeah. That's my biggest issue with that game. In the Zero Escape series, everything was logical. They worked within real-world limitations, to an at least to an extent. But, right, right. Um, right. In, this, in this game, everything's in a dream world. All the puzzles are in a dream world. So the dream logic just makes no sense sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, you pick up this object, and now this other random object appears somewhere else that wasn't there before. And there's no, like, reason for it. It's just dream logic. Yeah, I mean to give you a solid example, right? You'll you'll go up to one of the first ones you you do is you you go up to a picture that has a um, I want to say like a knife in it, and you click on it, and your options are to push the knife through, pull it out, or I can't remember the other two, but let's just say kick it or you know something like that, and you have no idea like what the right answer is in. You could lose a lot of time selecting the wrong ones. So that did bother me a little bit, but um, I don't know. The story overall and trying to solve the mystery kind of overtook that. And I I enjoyed the story so much, it it made me keep going. Yeah. So, but yeah. So next, uh, you should play 999 and (laughs) Virtue's Last Reward and then Zero Time Dilemma. Again, Again, in that order. (laughs) I wish I can. I didn't look. Can you just buy nine nine nine? No. Well, if you buy it on the DS, no, on Steam you have to buy the Nonary games. Yeah, I'm definitely not buying it on DS. Nine 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 and Virtue's Last Reward together, but that's okay. I'll do that. You should play them all anyway. Plot twist: AI actually ties together the universes of nine 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 and Danganronpa. You know, you know, some people thought that it was going to do something weird or crazy like that before it came out. Oh, well, I was just kidding. <laughs> but you know what? If I'm if I get to be right, then I will accept this. Yeah, people were people were having all kinds of crazy theories about AI. A lot of people thought it would end up secretly being part of the Zero Escape series. Also, they thought it would end up in there. Yeah. It's not so- though. So one of, one of the last things I will say about the game, though, is that it does have that same sort of um, branching sort of story that the Zero Escape games have. And so, mm-hmm. like, you will end up hitting a dead end and probably going back and you're playing through it a different way to unlock different paths. You mean go, do you mean go back as in, like... Uh, go back to an older save or do you mean that as in like go no, back to a different area in the game? So what it does is it's the same save file and you will go back to a a day that is already um, that you've already went past and you will take a different path down it. Okay, so so you'll they, go they back have a time. Yeah, no, it has like they have a flow chart. Yeah, they have like a flow chart. You don't the character doesn't go back in time. The character doesn't remember what had happened the but last you time. as a player go back exactly right 
So that's sort of a spoiler, but I mean, you find that out. That's pretty. If you played any of the games by this creator, which would have been the Zero Escape games, that's how yeah. all of his games work <laughs> too. You like actually can't get the true ending to any of his games without going down every path. So, yep. And this one is the same. You have yep. to experience those those paths in order to see the quote unquote true ending. Yep. So. Pass. Bad game out of ten. No, no actually, it's, it's, it's pretty great. It's how <laughs> it's they, uh, it's how they do all their reveals and stuff, and it makes it so you're kind of in control of what order things get revealed, and mm-hmm. it does make things pretty interesting, and it makes for unique experiences for different players. I actually really like the system. For sure, I uh, I'm curious to see what you think when you play more of it, because when I got to the end, when- my mind was blown. Yeah, I, I I think I only got one or two of the endings, and then I never went back to get all of them. So I didn't figure out all the mysteries. I didn't get the true ending. Um, whenever the time comes that I do go back to it, though, which will be soon since the second game was announced. I don't know if you knew that, Mike. Um, I didn't know if it was a, a second game or some sort of DLC. I saw it was like, what did it say? Yeah, I'm pretty sure or, it's the second game. Or so? I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But uh, whenever I go back to it, I'm going to start over from the beginning, for sure. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, because it's been too long. Yeah, I mean, the cool thing about it, though, is that going back on a flowchart, you can click on it, and they'll, they will give you details on, on the case so far. That's true. And they will tell you what's going on, so that is an option. But I understand if you want to start back over from the beginning. But... But yeah, that is AI, the Somnium Files. Um, I recommend it. I'd probably give it 8.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. That's just a quick review. See, <laughs> I can't I can't do the games where I have to replay over and over to see everything because like, the only game I fully did that with was Heavy Rain. And going back to all the different points where you need to branch off and then figure out, like, what else you need to fill in to, like, get every single ending just drives me up a fucking wall. The thing about Heavy Rain, (laughs) the thing about Heavy Rain versus, like, AI or the Zero Escape games is that going back and doing Heavy Rain, you have to do, like, a thing different and then you have to do a lot of things the same in order to, like, see all the different endings. That's not how these games work. These games have these uh branches and they show you very clearly the branches they show you what decision you made and then they'll show you like question marks for the other decisions that could have been made and so you go back to that one specific point where the decision was made you make a different decision and now you're playing brand new content brand new story you haven't seen brand new interactions you haven't seen you're not ever replaying not even a a puzzle that you've played before typically um, you're literally gonna see like a few lines of dialogue that you've already seen, and then make a different choice, and now you're seeing all new content. Okay, so, that's definitely a better better approach yeah. to it. So I can definitely see why you would think that when it comes to, like Heavy Rain, because I totally agree. It's so tedious to do that in a game like Heavy Rain. Even Detroit Become Human, which does a better job than Heavy Rain, it still becomes tedious in that game. So another one of the things that uh, AI did well is. So the, the way to branch off in AI is in the sync mode. Um, and you can either, it's usually like an A or a B path. And it'll show you at um, while you're um, going through the sync. Um, you do have to play a little bit 
um, of repetitive content because you have to go through the sink. But there's usually like the first part of the sink that's the same. And then you will branch off after you make that decision. And the the good thing they did is they made it to where you can fast forward through it um, and get get to the new content fast. So that's I, I love that flat that fast forward feature. Yeah, that's good. So, but yeah, I recommend it. I mean, I think you would enjoy it, Ryan. But what did you say were your reasons for not giving it a ten? Uh. One thing is that they don't have as many puzzles and I um, as like a zero escape. Um, they have a lot more of the detective mode and as a detective, you're kind of just, it's like point and click to, you know, click different clues and things like that. And you're kind of just experiencing the story. You're not doing a whole lot um, in my opinion, even though, like I said, the story is great. Um, there's there's a lot of just clicking through dialogue with witnesses. Or it feels suspects. like much more of a visual novel. Yeah. So yeah. that and the fact that when you do get to the puzzle mode, like like we said earlier, they're 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 kind of not logic based. So yeah, that kind of bothered me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But all right, I think we can move on from AI. Um, Ryan, what's another game you got into? So, uh, I talked a little bit about it earlier. I've been playing a lot of this very not well-known game called Destiny 2. What's that? With a few of my friends uh, named Mike and Derek. Wait, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, (laughs) I... So, a couple weeks ago... I watched a tease, I guess hype trailer. I don't know, announcement trailer. There we go. That's the right word. For a new expansion for Destiny. And it it was it was for the new expansion called The Witch Queen. And so this is not the first time this has happened. So I'm gonna take us back a little bit. So we put in at least Mike and I thousands of hours or at least over a thousand hours into the first destiny game and then following a couple of months of playing the second game uh we actually ended up falling off um until i came back for the first like dlc that came out just to start playing through the story but then no one came back onto the game so naturally it just kind of fell off again i never really picked it back up until after the first year of content, Bungie was like, let's show off a new expansion, Forsaken. And the trailer for it looked dope as hell. I was so excited. I was like, oh shit, is such and such going to die? I'm not going to say it for spoilers sake, even though like I'm probably going to talk about it anyway. So probably spoilers. But uh, Cade 6 is might die. I don't know. This... The scene is pretty uh, stressful. And then, so I picked it up and I tried to get some of my friends back onto it, Mike included. Um, and I played through a bit of the story mode. But then, guess what? I fell off again. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is not really boding well for me. <laughs> so, 
Bungie seems to have this thing where whenever I see a hype trailer for a new expansion, it seems so exciting. It seems so cool. I get so excited. And then I pick it up. But then, like, I end up falling off of it again if no one's playing it with me. But now, after seeing the Witch Queen announce, and now that both you and you two are playing with me, I have a lot more faith because with the crossplay enabled and you guys able to play on PC because you preferred keyboard and mouse or your stronger PC mic, um, I have a lot more faith that we can get a friend group more dedicated to playing. So I just I feel that excitement rising back up because spending so many hours playing the first Destiny game, it was just so much fun to co-op. It was so much fun to play through the raids. We're we're leveling now to try and get to thirteen hundred, so that way like we could just get a full group of six and start actually playing the the raids that we missed. Um, and I am very very excited about it now. This is not to say that I don't have complaints, because <laughs> I, as a lot of other people who play Destiny, have I... a lot of a lot, yeah, have a lot of complaints. <laughs> <laughs> One complaint is that for some reason Bungie decided that we do not support new players coming into Destiny. If you missed out on any of the content at least in the first year of the game or some of the seasons that have occurred between the beginning of the game's inception and the current one then you basically don't get access to any of that and so i don't have any fucking clue what's going on in the story for the game so if i were a new player who has absolutely no idea what has happened in Destiny? I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the game in. I'm gonna play the first two missions from the first Destiny game, get nothing out of that, and then I'm gonna jump into Forsaken, where you know they kill off Cade Six at the end of the first mission of the story, and I have absolutely no connection to this character whatsoever because I didn't have the entire first Destiny and I didn't have the year one content of Destiny to be able to play through, figure out like how the story came to be where it's at now outside of either A, watching YouTube videos, which I don't want to do, or B, reading summaries of what occurred in the story up until now, which that's really fucking lazy. And then jump into this mission, watch him die, and now I'm like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> sucks to suck, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Whereas... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead and finish. finish your thought. I was just going to say, whereas, like, if I've been playing the game since the first Destiny slash beginning of Destiny 2, then yeah, like, I'm going to be fucking pissed that they killed Kate off because Nathan Fillion's dope and Kate 6 is basically the best NPC they fucking had. Like, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people would agree. No, uh, I, yeah. that was going to be my first question. Um, is what you guys thought of the onboarding process that Bungie has? And it's um, trash. It's <laughs> pure garbage. Yeah, they, it's I the most garbage 
uh, newcomer <laughs> model I've ever seen in any game ever. I can't believe a game that has that bad of like a new like a new player welcoming process. I guess I don't know what else to call it. A game with that bad of one has as many players as Destiny Two has. Destiny Two has so many players, and I'm like, all these new players, they can't know what's happening with the story. And also, all the people who don't buy the expansions, what are they doing? Like, I mean, like, what content do they have to do? <laughs> but I, you know what? I can't say I'm surprised though, because didn't in Destiny One, in order to get the story, didn't you have to like, uh geez what was it didn't you have to like go read like most of the story outside yeah. of the game yeah that's why there's a lot of like information in terms of like lore from uh like items and weapons and shit that you that you get throughout the game or the hidden ghosts that were across all the different worlds but i still feel like it was a better approach personally yeah. and that's because i like exploring and finding shit and then like oh okay cool this is this is a cool thing mm-hmm did, so this game is like no you need to youtube shit because <laughs> there's just so much that has happened that like we can't even figure out a way outside of leaving the game's file size at like 200 gigabytes for you to be able to play all the content that we have is that their reasoning like file that's size? what they say that's what their reason mm. that's the reason they said when they started vaulting it yeah so i, I know um i don't think you've played too many mmos ryan but i know you've played a few derek um I mean, how do they typically handle this problem? You know, you know, after you've had like three or four DLCs, or, I mean, or, or expansions or things like that. Like, how I do you handle? Pretend, I can't pretend I know how games get to be as large or small as they are because I I don't know. But what I do know is that I've never seen any MMO ever just delete story content to just content. be like, well be like well now you can start from here like i have what i have seen mmos do is like shorten the story like what final fantasy 14 did was they deleted a lot of the filler content because like the vanilla story of final fantasy 14 it was kind of rushed a little bit because they were trying to make up for the disaster that was the 1.0 launch um and uh so there's a lot of good bits to the vanilla Final Fantasy XIV story, but in between those good bits, there's a lot of filler. And so what they've recently done, and I mean very recently, is they just deleted the filler, but you still have all the important story content. You just lose out on some of the quests that are like, hey, hero, hero that's literally saving the world. Can you go beat up those five squirrels for me? Just like, like the other 10 million uh, players that are out there. Can you go kill 10 squirrels for me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they deleted stupid sh stuff like that from uh, the vanilla. Sorry. They didn't delete it from anything else, though. Don't worry. All the other expansions, plenty of filler, guys. I, I, I promise. See, I I'm sorry. I got to go back to Destiny for a second because sure, yeah. I, while you were talking about all of this, this just, this just made me think of something else that really grinds my gears. <laughs> so... Okay, so you jump into the second game, right? Yeah. And they give you the first and second quests from the very, like, from Destiny 1 specifically. You are replaying from the beginning of Destiny 1. You come back as a guardian uh, from the dead because of a ghost. That wizard came from the moon. And, you know, they they jump you into the, the expansion. So... You play the second expansion, Shadowkeep, and you can tell Shadowkeep 
is dump is a dump of references slash easter eggs from the first destiny game who a new player has absolutely no idea what happened so now the point of encouragement quote unquote is you need to know what happened in destiny one so what's the point in putting in the first couple of quests from uh destiny one to explain how you got how you got to where you are versus having like the initial campaign when now the game's basically telling you you need to play destiny one so i could just go back and play that and get get all the backstory there like it's it's rendering the the point of them removing the initial campaign completely useless while giving you the middle finger and telling you go go play the fucking first game you dumb bitch like that's, (laughs) that's essentially what bungie's telling me in a nutshell yeah yeah, I'm I'm curious how many actual new players they get or if they're just banking on uh old players that continually buy the the new expansions. If you look at the player numbers and how they've risen, especially after the game went free to play, they've had to have had gotten a lot of new players. And to be fair, I've never cared about the Destiny story. Even in Destiny 1, I was like cutscene skip, I don't care. I'm yeah. here to shoot things. You should because care. It's fun to shoot the things and play the game with my friends um and so i guess maybe there's a lot of people like me who is just like whatever i don't care that much about the story but i still do care about them having removed it because first off now if i ever decide i want to know the story too bad um, i have to go to youtube or something and also i don't like that they removed it because i think there's a lot of really fun missions in the story mode that we can't play now so. I mean, my ultimate reality would be something like an actual MMO where um, all the content is available in one game. That's that's what I wanted. I wanted to see Destiny 1 and Destiny 2 put together. You start from fucking light level 1 and you got to get yourself all the way to 1300 playing that's through all I this content. To. Or you can jump levels if you want to skip it all. and You, you can pay, pay money. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, because you bought the game new and it's got all this content now and it's supposed to be, quote unquote, free to play, then now you can use one character to jump level skip all the way through all this content so you can play the new shit. But, no, like, I, I 100% no. agree. That's 100% too agree. much space. Yeah. I, I hate the too much space argument because there are games that like have a lot more content than destiny has right now that take up less space or like the same amount of space like final fantasy has managed to keep under 100 gigabytes and they've had how many expansions three expansions now about to have a fourth and and content updates every three to four months like but they're managing to stay under 100 gigabytes like like i said i don't know all the ins and outs of base management in video games but I have to believe there's a better way than just, oh, sorry, guys, you can't play this content anymore. Even if it was, like, optional. Like, have an optional download for the story content before Forsaken. Be like, you can choose to download this if you want to play it, or you can choose to not download it if you don't want to play it. That would yeah, also... I like that idea. I think yeah. Call of Duty is one with that model, right? Yeah, other games have definitely gone with that, so... Yeah. But... I mean, I, <laughs> I I totally agree with what you guys are saying, but um, maybe we should talk a little bit about 
<laughs> we actually enjoy about playing the game and uh, <laughs> what we think of the, the the content we've played so far. Oh, it's um, yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, as much as I will say so much crap about Destiny, it's so fun to play. It's like one of my favorite first-person shooters to actually play. It feels really good. They've done such a good job of pulling in people to co-op through the game together, figure out how to matchmake to play through raids, because that that's probably the biggest the biggest thing, in my opinion, is the raids, because, you know, you're getting a group of six people together to coordinate their FPS abilities and puzzle-solving skills to be able to uh, complete each challenge slash boss. And I just think they've done such a good job of figuring out the best way to approach that. And now we have so many different raids, even though there's only currently four of them available. They've just done such a good job that, like, even if they just start rotating them out like they're going to be, like, it's fine because there's a lot of new content for you to experience slash, like, figure out. And it's just a really good, like, co-op experience. I yeah. totally agree. Yep, uh, I agree as well. Um, I fell also, off Destiny way back, um, like... I think we tried to play the first raid together and um I didn't I don't know if I didn't quite make the light level when you guys ran it or what it was but um I fell off then and I stopped playing and then I came back um for the expansions then I also came back when it uh when they did the cross save on PC not the cross play but just the cross save and uh I played on there because I think at that point it was free to play. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th those two things happened at like the same time. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, that's why I played on PC, and I ended up buying Shadowkeep again. So I, I've, I have Shadowkeep for both PlayStation and PC. But I know you guys kind of hate Shadowkeep or don't enjoy it as much as the other content. But at least so I do. That's, I not, actually... that's not true. I like the story. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that was just yeah. Derek. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't just mean to me. say you I I had fun. I played most of Shadow Keep uh, by myself. I think with randoms. I might have played. I oh, there was one friend that played a little bit of the I content will with. I will say the actual missions of Shadow Keep were pretty fun. You know, all like four of them. But then all that <laughs> shit you have to do outside of that, pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Derek. That was just my little story of how I got back into. Oh, Destiny. I had nothing important to say. All I wanted to say is, Beyond Light has been really fun so far, and uh, I'm I really like the bits of this new Stasis class I've gotten to play, even though I haven't unlocked Stasis permanently yet. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about them teasing us about the ability. <laughs> it's working well, on actually, me. Really, it happened already. Think. I think one thing that they probably could have done a bit better, I think, is um, the the point of having all the different subclasses, I guess. Because um, I feel like none of the raids have really, like, encouraged, like, know your role. Because I feel like... Um, it's a figure out the puzzle of the fight and what's the enemy's weakness mm -hmm. versus like, why would I need to have a warlock that has the, um, shoot, I can't, the sunbreaker warlock. Is that what they're called in the second game? Um, 
but having the one where he creates like a circle on the ground and it gives both shields and stronger uh, damage output. Right. Yeah. So like, why would I need that versus having a void warlock? Like, I I kind of wish they would have done more in terms of like providing more like output for certain situations between the different ones. So that way, like, if if a group is playing as different um, classes between Titan, Warlock, Hunter, then maybe they'd be more so encouraged to use a specific subclass. Uh, and maybe they did that with the Stasis one and Beyond Light. I don't know. But that's kind of something that I do wish they would have worked more towards. Mm-hmm. Having a look with the experience of raids that I do have. Because, I mean, I didn't play any of the ones after the very first in Destiny 2, so I don't know if they changed that at all. but. Yeah, definitely only, something that I would like to see more of. The only raids I've ever played are Vaults of Glass and the very first raid of Destiny 2 also. Um, so, yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. So what what is the name of the uh, the expansion that's coming? The Witch Queen. Witch Queen. Um, so after, I know it's still early, we haven't played a whole lot, and we still have to get through Beyond Light, but... Do you guys see yourself potentially purchasing the the, the Witch Queen? Um, yeah, I, I'm planning to. As long as we're still playing Destiny Two, then I'll buy it. If we have dropped off, then I probably won't. It's like that simple for me, really. Yeah, but it it's actually one of the few games where when I when I do drop off, like I don't feel bad coming back to it like i don't it's not a grind to come back to it it's it's fun getting back into it and seeing what they've done so yeah i think actually playing destiny 2 is so fun that it really doesn't feel ever feel bad to come back to it after not playing for a long time that's been my relationship with destiny 1 and destiny 2 um always since they released is like i play it a lot for a few months and then i drop it for like a year then i come back for a few months and i drop it for another year yeah and i'm totally okay with it I kind of figured that's how I would be with that game. I, I would grind until I was raid ready and do the raid a few times, you know, get all that gear, kind of take a break until more content comes out. But that didn't quite happen. <laughs> I dropped off a little yeah. longer than that. So, yeah, but it's fun to be back. So, oh, agreed. Yep, yep. Yep. Well, that is Destiny 2. Uh, Derek, you want to close us out with a. Uh, one more game you've been playing? Yeah, sure. And uh, this one won't be too long um, because it's a short game and I actually haven't finished it yet. But I've been playing 12 minutes. Um, and I was really looking forward to 12 minutes. For anybody who doesn't know what it is, uh, I'll say before it came out from the trailers, all I knew about it was that it was like a time loop game. You were stuck in an apartment and time seemed to reset like every 12 minutes. That's literally all I knew before actually playing the game um but i was excited for it because i really just like the idea of like time loop and i thought it could make for an interesting game um so uh i like i said i haven't finished it yet i've played for probably five or six hours and um i do think i'm right near the very end of solving the whole mystery um so i think i'll probably be able to finish it next time i pick it up but uh just been distracted by ghost of tsushima and destiny and stuff ghost of tsunami yeah ghost of tsunami (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, 
Yeah. Uh, my feelings on 12 Minutes are mixed. There are things I really like, and that is um, the puzzle aspect and um, just all the different things you can do in those 12 minutes and all the experimentation that the game does give you. Like, it feels like the game gives you a lot of things to experiment with. Um, now, the problem that comes that I've had so far is there doesn't seem to actually be like multiple ways though to get to the answer and that's something that i've actively tested like when i get past this first part of the mystery i would go back and i would try to get there in a different route and you kind of can't like you can make small different decisions to get to that same part but uh for the most part you just kind of kind of trial and error your way to the answer um and that would be fine except it feels so slow every time you loop you have to wait like in real time an actual like 10 to 12 minutes unless you do something that like gets your character like killed off or your character falls asleep for some reason and then you can get to the next loop faster um but that trial and error gets pretty irritating um especially with you not having direct control over your character um it's like click to move and I don't know, it just uh, starts to feel kind of slow and draining. And especially when you hit like walls where you don't know what to do and you're just trying random things, it can get really monotonous to just try minor differences to try to get a very major different outcome. Um, and so I, I don't think the game does a very good job at pointing you in any kind of right direction, at least not in my opinion from what I've done. And uh, yeah, so I've just gotten kind of tired of trying to solve this last bit of the puzzle. Um, now, whenever you do make a realization and uh, like get a piece of the puzzle, you get like a lot of pieces. Like you make one realization, you figure out one thing, and that leads to you figuring out the next thing, next thing, next thing. So you take like these giant leaps forwards, but then you're you hit a wall again and you're stuck. You're stuck for a long time just trying to figure out the next part of it while seeing the exact same scenes and the exact same dialogue that you've already seen. And it, it just gets repetitive. And uh, yeah. So overall, it's like, I like the story and I know I'm being kind of vague. I'm trying not to spoil it. It's a very story heavy game. Um, but I like the story and I like the twists that I've learned of so far. But when you're doing, when you're seeing the twist over and over again, or you're hearing the same dialogue over and over again, it really makes it hit less hard it makes the impact feel less good and uh it just gets kind of draining so overall play it for free on game pass like i did don't buy it for 25 dollars that's my <laughs> opinion i can't believe that game is 25 dollars. like i actually can't believe it what would you okay. score it out of 10 i haven't beaten it yet so i don't think it's fair for me to give it a final score my tentative score for right now would be like Somewhere between a six and a seven, probably like six point five. That nah, closer to six than seven. I was gonna say that's better than I was expecting. Yeah, I know I kind of sound like I shitted on it quite a bit to give it that high of a score. I would say it's closer to six than seven, but it is a very competent game. Um, I've not had any bugs really. Um, the story is very good. Um, there are a lot of entertaining moments of when you um, trial and error certain things. It's just and and I. If I was a smarter person, maybe I wouldn't have any issues with it. Maybe smarter people don't hit that brick 
wall that I hit for so long. And that's really what drags the game down is being stuck like that and feeling like I don't know what to do and I'm just trying random things. Um, but the good moments are really good. The like the story beats, they're good. The, some of them are emotional from what the parts that I played and uh, the dialogue is entertaining the first time you hear it. Not so much the tenth time you hear it. So, so are you hitting a wall because uh, the puzzles are not very logical or they're not is... the problem is that there's no like actual like puzzle puzzles for the most part. There's not like a it's not a puzzle like, oh, you know this thing is here, but how do you get here? Or you know you have to do this thing, but how do you do this thing? It's not like that. It's mm-hmm. more like um, oh, this thing is happening. Figure out how to make that thing not happen. You have ten minutes. Gotcha. Um, and you have an entire apartment with a bunch of items. Um, and yeah, so I can I guess I can give just very early game what happens the first time you enter the apartment so that I don't actually spoil any of the main story and that will give you a better idea. So like the idea is like somebody breaks uh somebody comes to your apartment, they're knocking on the door. Like uh, you just got back from work and you're there with your uh, wife and somebody not- after you hang out with your wife for like 10 minutes, somebody knocks on the door. They're like, police open the door. The wife opens the door. She immediately gets arrested. He says, you're charged for the murder of your father. And then he arrests you as well. You try to defend your wife and he basically puts you in a chokehold. You get knocked out. You wake up. You're back in your apartment from just getting home from work again. And so you're trying to figure out. Why is your wife being accused of murder? Um, how do you prevent like all the stuff from going down? Trying to just get to the bottom of the situation and prevent anything bad from happening, basically. And you can, uh, like, you can even talk to your wife and be like, "Hey, we're in a time loop." But then she'd be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And you can be like, "I'll prove it." And uh, then you have to try to prove it to her. And I was stuck on that for a long time. Like, how do I prove it to her and stuff like that? Um, but that's not the only thing. It's like, how is there a way to prevent him from coming to the apartment at all? Is there a way for me to fight him when he's in the apartment? It's like, did she actually kill her father or not? Let's figure that out. And now a lot of these answers I have figured out now. Most of these answers I have figured out now. Um, but when trying to figure it out, there's nothing to point you like, hey, maybe check this room in the house or maybe try to do something with this it's just you're completely on your own and some people might like that but the problem is that you only have that 10 minutes to look around actually you have less than 10 minutes to look around before the police officer is knocking at your door you have like five minutes to look around before the police officer is knocking on your door and then you have to go through that whole sequence and once the police officer is at your door like you can't really look around anymore so you do these five minute increments of trying to figure out a puzzle before you're like oh great i'm interrupted by this police officer again and now i have and now and then i actively try to get the police officer to like kill me or choke me out so i can just reset faster trying to figure out um puzzle solution it just gets monotonous I, yeah i'm not sure how you're struggling so much the game's 12 minutes come on <laughs> actually that's funny about the game being called 12 minutes is it resets every 10 minutes actually <gasps> i know right those so jerks those I liars know, right there's gonna be the some ending, way to explain that yeah no yeah it's the ending of the game if there's two extra i bet minutes. you're right i bet you're right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'd say i'd say the reason why i say six or seven is because the story 
is good and so it deserves credit for that and when i first started doing it the time loop was really fun because there was a lot of stuff to mess around with the problem is most stuff to mess around with didn't make any changes to what happened like at all it feels like it's very specific answers to what will make the changes so you just have to like actually know what exactly you're looking for yeah yeah, I, I'm a Game Pass subscriber, and I had been looking forward to this game. I just haven't gotten gotten to it yet. But I feel like, based on what you said, I'm gonna play like 75% of it, and then hit a wall, and probably yeah. go look through a walk walkthrough. Honestly, if I next time I play, if I don't figure out the, like I said, I think I'm at the very end. I'm almost certain I'm at the very end. If I don't figure out this last bit of this puzzle on my own after playing for another hour or so, I might just look up the answer and see how this game ends because i do want to know how the story concludes but i am getting kind of tired of just repeating those same like 10 minutes over and over again but yeah. in a way in a way that kind of puts you in character right i'm sure the main character is also tired of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a mystery junkie so I, I would have to see how the story plays out if i start that game so yeah yep yep but uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, gentlemen. Um, thank you guys right. for, for joining me. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, don't forget to comment on Discord. And let us know if you have any questions or any comments, concerns. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye.